Hello, friends, and welcome to Everyday Truth with Kurt Skelly. Our purpose is to show that the Bible is relevant to your life every single day, and we're glad you joined us here for the conversation. We're working our way through 1 Timothy in our current series, Behave Yourself. Now let's jump in and hear what Kurt has to say. Welcome back, friends, to today's episode of Everyday Truth. We are right at the last part of 1 Timothy chapter number 4, and we're looking at, hey, behaving ourselves. Remember, that's our theme, behaving ourselves in the house of God, learning how to live out our faith to honor the Lord Jesus Christ. I don't know that there's a better verse in all of 1 Timothy than the one we just talked about last episode about being an example, living out our faith in front of others, silencing the critic by a Christ-like testimony. And now uh, Paul gives some very practical advice to Timothy about his public ministry. We would say today his pulpit ministry. Verse number 13, Paul says, Till I come, give attendance to reading, to exhortation, to doctrine. So, uh, first of all, John, just I, I think it's important to note that, that Paul reminds Timothy, hey, I'm coming back. So there, there's a high relational quality to this book. Timothy, I left you in Ephesus. There's work to be done. I'm coming soon. I'm coming again till I come. He just incentivizes Timothy by saying, hey, I know you're by yourself, but but I'm on my way. And I love that as well, Pastor. We've seen some of these personal snippets throughout the epistle. Again, as we see these, we get the picture of a man of God who's followed God for many, many years, who is mentoring a Timothy, and he wants Timothy to know that he cares about him. He's going to be with him again. This is just a great picture of the relationship that these two people had. Sometimes when we are waiting for the next stage in our ministry or waiting for the next um, good thing to happen. No doubt Timothy was anticipating the, the arrival of Paul. Sometimes if we're not careful, we'll allow ourselves to grow sedentary during our waiting periods. And what Paul suggests to Timothy is, Timothy, don't do that. Okay, I am coming, but there's work to be done and there are behaviors that ought to characterize your public ministry. And here they are. Number one, till I come, give attendance, pay attention to, uh, give special attention to reading. And reading here doesn't mean, hey, uh, Timothy, don't let your library card lapse. He's not saying go read privately. The reading to which he's referring in verse 13 is the public reading of Scripture. Timothy, make sure that you are giving careful attention to the public reading of Scripture. Now, why that's important is because we take the Word of God for granted. Many of you have a copy of the Word of God right in front of you right now, or you have it right there on your phone. Maybe you're listening on your phone right now. The Word of God is ubiquitous in the English-speaking world today, but it wasn't so back in Bible days. For people to hear the Word of God, they had to go to a place. Many people were illiterate. They couldn't read it themselves even if they had a copy. So the public reading of Scripture was a very important thing. That's an important point for us to remember, pastors. We think back to early church that people in the pew, so to speak, did, they really were dependent often upon public reading of Scripture. 
And that is where they often heard the word of God, that they couldn't afford to buy a copy of the Bible. Uh, that wasn't available until actually more recent history with the invention of the printing press. Uh, books were very scarce. And so this is an important thing. And when I think about that, it reminds me today of how privileged we are to have the word of God, uh, to have it, to be able to read it. Probably most of us have many copies of scripture and it is at our fingertips that we can read it when we want. And the, the verse is a wonderful template for all Bible teachers and preachers. Because the Bible says, give attendance to reading. The basis of your message is going to be the text of Scripture, reading the Bible. But then the Bible says to exhortation. So we're to take the Bible, we're to give the sense of it, read it so people can understand it. And then we're to uh, exhort people based upon what it teaches to encourage them to live by it, what that means, and then to, to doctrine. Uh, that's a codified way by which we teach the Word of God so that people will learn it, memorize it, uh, inculcate it. So, boy, what, what a great template, John, for every preacher. It certainly is, Pastor, and we find in this text the great reminder of the importance of the Word of God in ministry. We have seen that time and again in this chapter, uh, but it is something that the Holy Spirit is emphasizing that we as people of God, ministers particularly here, but we can apply to all of us as we have the opportunity to share the Word of God, that yes, you know, stories, illustrations are great in their place, but the Word of God is fundamental to what we need to convey to people. Verse number 14 uh, Paul says, neglect not the gift that is in thee, which was given thee by prophecy with the laying on of the hands of the presbytery. So apparently when Paul and the others in Lystra had ordained Timothy to, to gospel ministry, and I think he refers to this again in 2 Timothy chapter 1, God had supernaturally gifted Timothy in some way. I view Timothy as a timid young man who probably was afraid of his own shadow, who had some insecurities, and God compensated for that by gifting him. Maybe the gift was a gift of, of, of knowledge or the gift of teaching, a gift to communicate. But whatever that gift was, gifts can be neglected. Uh, and Paul was saying to Timothy, Timothy, God has gifted you to do to communicate God's word in some way, shape, or form. Don't neglect that. You know, take the gifts of God and make them valuable by using them. A gift unused is, is as if there's no gift at all. And that's a great reminder for us in our life today. All of us have some spiritual gift the Holy Spirit's given us, and God does expect us to be plugged into a local body of believers and using that gift, which again is a, is, is a tragedy when people, when Christians don't get involved in a local church because at their salvation, they are given some spiritual gift and the Holy Spirit wants them to use that in the body of Christ so the body of Christ can accomplish all that God wants to accomplish in the area he's called it to. I wonder how much ministry has been, has gone unaccomplished because people have neglected the gifts they have. They've neglected to use their gifts and talents for the Lord. They've neglected to give of their resources. They've neglected to give themselves Neglect is a horrible thing. Uh, it's a crime against children to be guilty of neglect. I wonder how much greater it's a crime against God to be guilty of neglect. Look at verse number 15, where the Apostle Paul says, meditate upon these things. 
Timothy, the things that I've just taught you, the things about which I've just reminded you, I want you to think about it. And, and that's, a, that's a good piece of advice to every hearer. If we're not careful, we'll, we'll hear a message, we'll, we'll read a good Bible study, and we'll, we'll believe it as we're hearing it. But to meditate upon something means to give careful attention to it, to think through the ways by which that truth applies to our lives. I think, once, I think sometimes our biggest mistake in hearing the Word of God is not to stop and consider it carefully. I think when I've had to read books for different classes I've taken over the years, uh, somebody just read them to get through them. I would read them. If you asked me today, did I read that book? Oh, sure. If you were to ask me what was in it, I really can't tell you. Uh, so it's one thing to read something, but to go back and meditate, as we all know, it is just that careful consideration, reflecting upon that. And that is how truth gets burned into our heart, is by going over it, repeating it, thinking about it. And that is what Paul tells Timothy to do. It's what God tells us to do with his word in our lives. Notice the progression of verse 15. So we're to, med- we're to meditate. Let this become a part of your thinking. And then... Give thyself wholly to them. Okay, the things that you're thinking about, the things that you're renewing your mind with, okay, now, now give yourself wholly to them. Now act upon them. You know, be, be all in with them. So it's thinking, it's inside first, then it's application, give yourself wholly to them, and then there's a result. And the result is that thy profiting may appear to all. So remember back to the verse we talked about uh, an episode ago, uh, let no man despise thy youth. So Timothy, as you think about these things, the word, conversation, charity, spirit, faith, purity, the things we've talked about, and then as you think about them and practical ways by which you can apply them to your life and then actually apply them to your life. I mean, make this your focus. Give yourself to it. What's going to happen is everyone's going to see the way by which God is blessing and profiting your life. You know, I think about this, tracing back to what we talked about earlier about a physical exercise and spiritual exercise, how that when somebody exercises habitually physically, you're going to be able to tell that by looking at them. Well, the same is true spiritually. If we habitually exercise spiritually, people will notice that we are abounding in the grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. They're not going to notice the first day. They're not going to notice the second day. But after time, it's going to be like, hey, you know, are you eating differently? Yeah, have you been working out? You're, you're losing weight. Well, I tell you what, I'm seeing some muscle tone there. Wow. I mean, they're going to see it. Verse number 16, take heed unto thyself and unto the doctrine. Timothy, two big warnings I want to give you at the end of this chapter. Number one, Timothy, your greatest enemy can be you. So know yourself. And know, know, know what makes you tick and know your deficiencies and beware of. And then also the, the doctrine, guard the truth, be guard your teaching. Make sure that your teaching is always vetted by the word of God from which it's derived. Take heed to yourself, take heed to the doctrine, continue in them. For in doing this, thou shalt both save thyself, not save in the sense of we provide atonement, but save yourself in the sense of uh, you, you are going to be, uh, this is your part in the sanctification process, that you are uh, applying yourself to the word of God and them that hear thee. You, this will be a benefit. Here's the better way to say it. This will be a benefit to you 
by guarding yourself, guarding your doctrine, and it's gonna be a benefit to the people that listen to you preach and watch your life as a leader. And that is a great reminder for all of us today and our living that as we live godly in Christ Jesus, it affects more than just us. It does have an influence upon those who are around us. And Timothy, particularly as the minister here at Ephesus, he needed to be a man who is preaching the word of God, living the word of God, living the word of God out. But all of us, whether we're you know preachers or not, all of us are ministers or ambassadors for Jesus Christ. And Christ wants us to take heed to ourselves take heed to the word of God, make sure we're doing what is right. And as we do that, it will have an impact upon us, but also upon people that are around us. So think about that today, my friends. Uh, Meditate. Think about these things. Even after the podcast is over, maybe turn the music off for a few minutes and just think about these things. Think about your own life. You know, do do these principles characterize you? Is your profiting appearing to all? Do you hear people regularly say, wow, you know, you're an example, or, boy, you've been a great influence to me, or I appreciate, it's not that we live for praise, but these ought to be indicators that we are exercising ourselves unto godliness. Well, I hope that helps. Uh, Done with chapter four. Looking forward to jumping into a brand new chapter next episode. God bless you, my friends. Thanks for taking time to listen. If everyday truth matters to you, go ahead and subscribe to the podcast or share it with a friend. Until next time, God bless.